Welcome in to another episode of the Dude and Bird Show. I'm the dude. Bird flying around. How are y'all doing on this beautiful day? Great. It's not really beautiful. It's kind of rainy. Yeah. I got a story to tell, but I want you to introduce our guest first. All right. Well, you just totally blew up my spot there. I had him. My bad. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Better luck next time. Yeah. Our show was built and powered by Greater Boston Fitness. Make sure you go check them out at 321 Charger Street. Right now, they're running a special. Yes, they are. $199 mm-hmm. for a 12-month membership. Yes. And what happens if they win the Super Bowl, Bird? An extra three months. So that's 15 months if the Patriots win for $199. Good deal. So Bird has already blown up my spot. My bad. But I'm just going to hit it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Take cover. Yeah. Everybody hit the ground. We got a special live in-studio yes. guest today. It is Mr. Jake Levin. He covers the Patriots for NBC Boston, and he's a sports reporter for the Norwood Record. And he freelances here, there, and everywhere. Welcome into the show, Jake. Hey. Dude, Bird, great to see you guys. Make sure you go follow him on Twitter, everybody, at Jake Levin, L-E-V-I-N-0-9. And while you're there, follow us at Dude and Bird Show. And if you haven't, Go like us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Google Play. Review us on iTunes. You already know the deal. Oh, yeah. Figure it out on your own time if exactly. you already don't know the deal. <laughs> so coming up today in the starting five, Yep. we already intro Jake, but we're going to get to know him a little bit better here. Mm-hmm. We got our usual Red Sox roundup. This is the last one. Yes, it is. Last one until spring March. training? March. Yeah, Wait, spring training. Yeah. Maybe we'll mention if they make some moves or something. Yeah, obviously, the if there's breaking news in the Sox, yeah. we're going to... Obviously, talk about it. Yeah. I'm sure there will be. We'll get to that later. We have our typical trip down to the Razor for the Patriots pat down. We're going to play our usual game when we have guests on here called Setting Picks with Jake. Like that. And then we got the rundown to close out the show. The Birdcage, Slamming Slew Banger. We're skipping just for food because <laughs> I don't have the sound for it because we're not in our normal studios because of unforeseen circumstances. But we're just going to deal with that. Then we're going to close out with some uh, U.S. soccer talk here because i'm pretty pissed off about that nonsense and wicked weird stories yeah i know i'm gonna start off with a wicked weird story okay please so it's my girlfriend's and i anniversary yesterday yes congratulations congratulations thank you thank you so i took off a thursday night for dinner we had all we came into touch and rich yesterday did a thing with free calendar we went out for breakfast went out for shopping and a lot of fun stuff so i had to work last night for the Everett high game so I get home from that at like around like 9, 30, 10. And, you know, I'm with the family and stuff, just hanging out. I'm like, I'm going to bed. I didn't. Now, when I go upstairs in my room, it's pitch black out. I just jumped on my bed and I was knocked out. She's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I just need to sleep because I was just drained. So I wake up that morning, you know. I wake up. I go to the bathroom. I come back to bed. This is like 7, 30, 8 in the morning. And she's nudging me like, hey, hey. I'm like, all right, let's go. Stop. What? Stop what? Stop. Oh, oh yeah, what's up? Hey. So, <laughs> we're going at it. So, so I, I'm not impressed about this. So, I flip over to the doggy. You know, I'm doing my thing. I look straight ahead of me and to my left. I see freaking pictures of this. <laughs> Nicholas Cage? Yes. Why is it pictures of Nicholas Cage? <laughs> I don't know. In it's your room? The, yes. Nicholas Cage looking right at me, like, where my bed is, the TV's straight ahead, like, on the other side of the room, there's a picture of him, like, up in the corner, like this, and I have a mini fridge, and he was, like, right to my left, like, I'm, like, doing my thing, and there, I, I look real quick, I'm, like, what the hell's going on, like, mind you, I'm doing, we're having sex, and I'm, like, half asleep, you know what I mean, just, like, roll over and do it, 
because it was just basically lazy sex. And I go, why is Nicolas Cage all over my room right now? She starts laughing. I'm like, why is Nicolas Cage everywhere? He, she put up 10 of these in my room. 10. And I was so weirded out. Sorry, I spit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I went limp in like two seconds. Why, why, why did she do that? <laughs> she thought it would be a funny anniversary like gag. Do you like Nicolas Cage? I don't care for him, but he's, I like him as an actor. I mean, he's whatever, but it was just funny. Favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Um, There's only one answer. Which one's that? Con Air. Oh, yeah. Con Air. Ooh. I like Con Air and um, Face Off. Mine's gone in 60 seconds. Oh, that movie sucks. Oh, uh, dude, Eleanor. Everything's Eleanor. If it's hard to pull off, it's Eleanor. So I posted it on my Twitter, like a video of all 10 Nicolas Cages in my room. And I missed one this morning. I'm taking a shit and fucking there's Nicolas Cage above the mirror. The light where the you know the cupboard is and stuff. I'm just like, what the hell's going on? And, she, and I hear her laughing because she knows I found another Nicolas Cage. Oh my! God. So I woke up to Nicolas Cage, ruined my morning. <laughs> That's frightening. Great it, job, it Becca. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, I'm like, she's like, you mad at me? I'm like, no, this is awesome. But like. I wish you told me before we did it. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. She's like, no, that's the point. I wanted you to randomly find him, and this is exactly how I wanted it. <laughs> so I woke up. So I woke up, did my thing with my girl, and friggin' Nicholas Cage is right in my face. <laughs> that was my morning. Happy anniversary. She got me a nice Bluetooth um, uh, wireless speaker for the TV. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. yeah the so- sorry, Samba. It was sick. Yeah. So I was goofing around with that before I came in. That's why I was a little late. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. No, I know. It's not like it matters. We're all here. We're just waiting on you. No big deal. My bad. All right. So now I got that off my chest, I feel better. Yes. <laughs> so I had to give you that much information about my <laughs> sex life. Yeah, welcome into the show, Jake. <laughs> Thanks for coming today. That is, that's quite the pilot episode right there. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Nicholas Cage. Right? Of all people. The same exact pictures, which I'm showing you here. I'll take a picture of, on, for the Duke yeah, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you I'm tweet like, you that out. Get any more, like, pictures, different pictures of him? She's like, no. I Googled Nicholas Cage's eyes wide open, and that was the one. So I'm did, like, where did you find this? Does she have a thing for Nick Cage? No. Because my girlfriend's obsessed with Jeff Goldblum. Okay, that's so strange. So th- this would be the equivalent of me waking up to finding all these <laughs> Jeff Goldblums scattered about my room. And, and frankly, I don't know what's worse. Total turn off. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and Nicolas Cage staring at me. That's uh, straight. No, I go, where did yeah. you find this? She goes, I Googled, you know, funny anniversary gigs. And she was on Pinterest, and this was one of them. It wasn't the first one, but this was one of them. And she's like, all right, let's do it. That's so good. Right? Oh I'm like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Si- awkward silence right now. Yeah. <laughs> so our buddy Jake here, who we have hey live on the Dude and Bird show. He's been around the block. Yes, he has. I met him down at URI years yes, ago. Sir. He was down there for school. He was friends with my girlfriend. So that's how we originally met. We saw, we see him at the bars having some uh, Narragansetts. The dollar Gansetts, too. They were dollars for the tall boys. I remember that. Some places. Yeah. And then... Legit, I'd walk in and we'd spot each other. We'd we'd yeah. talk sports for like three hours at the bar. Nice. We didn't didn't thing. care about anything else that was going on. We'd no. just stand there and talk. And normally it was on a Saturday night, so it was good. There was some college football on yeah. the television set. Or if it was in the winter or spring, whoever our basketball. local, yeah, yeah, our local dudes were on, so it was always good. So as I just said, Jake went to URI. Nice. He, what'd you do down at URI? So I worked a lot in uh, the radio station, WRIU 90.3. Keep it locked if you're in Rhode Island right now. I was the sports director there for two years. We covered pretty much every URI athletic event from their uh, Very Sorry football program to their (laughs) then very on-the-up-and-up basketball program, which has blossomed into the 
I don't want to say title contender, but the Atlantic 10 powerhouse that it is today. It all started really my senior year, uh, both my senior years, senior years really. I did two senior years. And uh, yeah, so so we did all that. We did the Sports Power Half Hour. It was a uh, somewhat daily sports talk show. It was four days a week, just a half hour, a couple dudes talking sports. It was awesome. And that was about it. That was that was what I did at URI. That's what I did over the course of five years there. Do you think the basketball program will be in the NIT tournament or NCAA tournament in the near future? It's going to make the NCAAs this year. Okay. They uh, they won the A-10 last year, okay. so they got the auto bid. They nice. beat Creighton in round one. Right. It was their first win, uh, first appearance in the NCAA tournament since 1999. Really? Oh, okay. I was going to say. Wow. Since Way I, before oh, then, I was going to say no, that's no, no. crazy. 1999, okay, which okay. is a little too long. Lamar Odom was on that team. No oh, okay. Less. Yeah. And uh, huh. so they're they're, they're, they're right? mind blown. Lamar yeah, Odom and Catino Mobley. That's what URI does. So we're hoping, <laughs> right? We're hoping against hope that they can get back to the tournament this year. And really, because VCU is down and Dayton is down, they've lost their coaches in the off season. Mm-hmm. So Dan Hurley has this program on the up and up, and Good. they should control the attempt for the next five or six years. Awesome. That's the idea. Cool. You got to go to the NIT, you senior too, at MSG, right? We went to the Atlantic Ten tournament at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. But you went to New York for we, something. We did do that, but it would have been my freshman year, 2010. They went to the Final Four of the NIT. I know, not very glamorous Final Four of the NIT, but they did go there, and they were at MSG, and they lost to North Carolina, which was then oh. the defending national champion. The NIT is underrated. It's not bad. Because some, I feel like I just feel I, when it's on, I'm like the whole of March Madness tournament. Why. It's a little watered down. With they have too many teams, and what? they keep wanting to add more teams. No, no, they just keep at 64. The new 66, 66 system is stupid. I hate that. Well, if There's it no were it. the NIT would suck if they took 32 more teams and made it a 96 team tournament. It's the 64, 68, I guess it is now, is fine. There's no need to add these watered-down no. No. 15 and six, 15 teams. And they're going to be in the 16th seed, so it's a waste of time. Yay, we get to get our asses kicked by a number one seed. Woo! Yeah, don't need that. No, there's no need for that. Oh, and ESPN, too, they're cutting out that 24-hour start to the N- the NCAA basketball yeah, season. Yeah, I'm pissed about that. Did you hear about that? that? Yeah. No. Yeah, so you know how they for that. Yeah, you know how they start. They start off. It's a whole day of all college basketball from the ass crack of dawn until (laughs) the wee hours of the next day. Yeah, over, done. Why? That's so much. They're losing so much money. We're getting rid of that. There's so many sponsors that love that stuff. That's that's because they're taking that money and they're giving it to Boston. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's happening. That's why they're doing it. I don't know. No, it's not. It's foolish. Yeah, whatever, dude. Do they could adjust and make adjustments and get rid of stupid little programs in the overnights? What's Scott Van Pelt doing? That's his overnight, right? Listen on the radio. I don't know what he's doing. No, I know he's on ESPN <laughs> or ESPN 2 in the overnights. I'm just saying, yeah. just put him on ESPN 2 or something. And well, that's where, that's, that's where the stool's going. 1 a.m. on Tuesdays. Yeah, there that's we awesome. go. Good for them. I'm happy for them. I know. They're making it big. Moving on up, moving on up. You're saying they're selling out. I'm saying they're buying in. Yeah, but it's going against everything he's ever said. Just branching off. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm with you there, dude, but I like it from ESPN's perspective because on. the Barstool demo is wildly popular amongst the yep. college-age kids who will be staying up to watch Big mm-hmm. Cat and PFT. And it's not even so much Barstool. It's pardon my take that's going on. It is, yes. it is under the Barstool banner. Pardon my take does not exist without Barstool. Yes. But it's not El Prez no. specifically selling out. No. I, li- I like it. It's a good move for both sides. It's branching out. It's the like people it. above him. Turner, I think, is the one that bought him. Churning. Yeah. Yep. So I I think a lot of it has to do with them, too. Absolutely. Obviously, the whole goal of them was to grow their brand as 
big as possible and take over the world. Take over the moon or own the moon, yeah. whatever it is. And now, and now they're said. now they're <laughs> going on with the juggernaut. So I don't know. Watch, they're gonna end up taking no, no, over you know ESPN, no, no, dude. No, no. Yeah, they're taking. They're they're gonna take over no, ESPN. Because ESPN's ratings are tanking yeah. bad. So it's gonna become the Boston Network. Yeah, and but yeah, but that's what I'm saying. ESPN's ratings are tanking. Like, hey, look at this popular new brand that's been around for a couple of years. Let's latch onto them and try to get our popularity back. That's how I see it. It's smart. Yeah. It is smart. I wonder I'll what uh, Disney thinks of all this. They got to be cool with it, right? Oh, oh my God! I forgot ESPN's owned by. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse owns all. Yeah. Oh my God, I, I didn't think of that. Yeah. I'm sure, they're all right with yeah, that. Yeah, whatever. Brand. Oh my God. Mickey Mouse listens to part of my Barstool Sports and Disney. Like, he listens oh to God. the Dude and Bird show <laughs> too. So inappropriate. <laughs> oh, I love man. it. Good for them. Anyways. All right, to start off this Red Sox roundup, so at first I was going to hit on the playoffs, but first, I am so freaking excited. John Farrell is finally fired. Finally. I, finally. Bird. Ha, dude. No, I know. I, I wanted know, to run. Well. If, if I didn't live with my parents, I would have been running around my house butt naked when they <laughs> fired him. But I didn't want to do that. As soon, as they, announced, so, oh my God. As soon as they announced he was fired, I'm like, okay, how do you dudes is going to be running around doing backflips and <sighs> cartwheels and stuff? I could I, picture that. I just wish they had fired him a day earlier. It would have been on my birthday. would have really? been a nice little oh, birthday, birthday. birthday Oh, birthday thank you. Week. Thank you. No, all kidding aside, uh, I'm glad they fired Farrell. I almost feel bad for him in a sense because if he were in almost any other market, three division titles and a World Series in a five-year span is more than acceptable. But there was so much that transpired behind the scenes that we probably don't even know about. The only stuff we know about is, you know, the Jess Moran incident, the the, uh, (laughs) Dennis actually David Price incident. There's, I hope... Really, there's probably even more stuff. Things are going out. to leak out. Oh, yeah. it, because if it happened with Francona, the most beloved manager in Red Sox history, oh, they love Smearing. It's got to happen with Farrell, I would it hope. W- and above all else, this guy, he beat cancer two years ago, mm-hmm. and he is still getting raked through the mud like this. Yeah. It just shows how bad rugged. things had turned. Yeah, rugged and tough. Boss and I would have fired him two years ago, too. Oh, Jesus. Tori Lovello exactly. should be a Red Sox manager. It's a shame. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. Yep. So look back on Farrell. He spent five seasons here. All right. He won 432 games and lost 378 for a 53% winning percentage. It's not bad. In the grand scheme of things, it's not. It was those two down years that they missed the playoffs. Yeah, 14 and 15. And that's when they were dicking around with the roster. Yeah. And they were signing all the wrong guys. And now look at them. Dodgers are on the rise. Dodgers are going to the World Series. You think so? You think they'll be the Cubs? They got a good chance. They're hot. I'll tell you, if I'm a TV executive, I love these LCS matchups because yeah. you have oh, the Yankees, yeah. the biggest draw in baseball. You have the Cubs, who even though they're no longer the losers, they're yeah. still a big draw. The L.A. market, and then Houston's big enough. So it's, yeah, they're top ten market. It, I'll tell you, if it had been Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs, Dodgers, oh my God, it would have been an orgy oh, yeah. over at Fox. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it would have been. Oh yeah. Have Ratings are through the roof for this. But what really stood out to me about Farrell is his playoffs record. His record in the playoffs. Which is? He's 12-11. and 11. Oh, yeah, that first year. He... He's a game over 500. The last two years screwed him. They should have never won a game this past series. They got lucky in that game. Yeah, Absolutely. And the year before, they got swept. Rightfully That's so. That's why he got Indians. fired. His team wasn't ready for the playoffs. I don't think he was either. And it sucks that the starting pitching and the bullpen for the total, for the whole grand scheme of things, they're all all right. They did well this year. And then cut playoffs. 
It was the 2016 <laughs> season, the end of that season. They lost, I believe it was eight of their final nine games of the regular yeah. season. Or that might have been including the sweep of the Indians. But they could have had home field for that series, and they took their foot off the gas for God knows what reason. Oh. And if you have home field, things are different. You, I'm not saying you beat the Indians, but you sure as hell aren't getting swept. No, no. And no. who knows what could happen. It's a little more Ortiz magic. You beat the Blue Jays in the ALCS, if that's what it comes down to. Yeah. You imagine a Red Sox-Cubs World Series, what could have been. Oh my and we were deprived of that because, possibly because of the Red Sox. Poor dicked, management. They dicked around yep. at the end of the regular season. Yep. Yeah. And then this year, too, you have to put some of the blame on ownership for don't spend over the luxury tax, blah, blah, I don't want to pay any more money. Dude, how much, you have more money than God. Just sign whoever the hell you want. Who cares what, you got to pay them. Now, I will say, because apparently your luxury tax resets on a three-year cycle, I, the CBA, it hurts my head. It's harder yeah. than. <laughs> I've, been, I've been telling the dude we should have a salary cap. It would never happen, but I'm, I'm so I, down. I, I'm so down. I've been saying that for a while. You have the, you, because right now, you look at uh, the Dodgers and Yankees, I have to assume, have the two highest payrolls in yeah, baseball. I agree with that. I think the Phillies actually oddly. Uh, they might not anymore with no. Ryan Howard off the no, books. No, no. But uh, Yankees the and Dodgers, three. yeah, probably two of the top three or four uh, payrolls. Exactly. Uh, so anyways, back to what I was saying with the Red Sox. What if they have an eye on this 2017-2018 uh, free agent class where Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, and Andrew McCutcheon are all going to hit free agency at the same time? Oh my god. They could. They could. But now they... you're not going to sign all 3. I'm, no. I'm just saying. So are they going to what would they do going into this upcoming season because they're going to have to hold out and fill some voids until then cuz we still need a leader in the clubhouse. Yes. We need a power hitter in the middle of the lineup. And we could use a bottom of the rotation guy and maybe a relief arm or something like that. I am so okay with passing on Giancarlo Stanton. I think his best baseball is behind him. He probably just had the best season he'll ever have. It's something about him. I think he's a better version of Adrian Gonzalez, but he just screams Adrian Gonzalez 2.0, a guy coming from a place where nobody cares. Nobody cares, even more so with the Marlins yeah. uh, rather than the Padres, and I don't think he can handle the bright lights of Boston. And it also depends on what you're going to have to give up. If you can find a way to give up, say, Bradley and Bogarts, who, in my opinion, are the two more expendable guys from your core, yep. then sure. Fine, but I'm not giving up Betts. I'm not giving nope. up Devers. I'm nope. not giving up Benintendi. I can see Betts becoming the leader of the Red Sox in the clubhouse. I can see that growing, him growing into that. He was role. the best performer this postseason. Yeah. And Joy didn't show up at all. No. no. <laughs> and you just said what I said last week, too, for the trade. I'd give up those two. And if they wanted something to sweeten the pot, I'd throw Pedroia in it. Mm hmm. You know what? If you had to match salaries, that and I know it's not the NBA where you have to dollar for dollar match it, I'd be fine with that. And I and I love Pedroia. I always have. It's been a tough year for him, obviously. It's been a tough couple years uh, with his postseason shortcomings. Uh, there's no question he's not the guy he was from 07 to about 2011 before the injuries really uh, befell him. He had a nice year in 2016, but it's pretty clear he's on the back nine of his career. Oh, yeah. He might miss most of the season, dude, with his knee. He he might need to miss two-thirds of the season. We don't know. Yep. I'd move Pedro if you could find a taker, but it, no one's it would have to be a salary dump. In it, it would be relief, in a sense, for the Marlins. You take back that Giancarlo contract, which... Ten years left on it, three hundred million or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, Pedro is four years and eighty million, and That's he's playing. Change. He's like thirty years old. So what? He's gonna play till he's forty, and we don't even know if he's really thirty years old. You know what I'm saying? For all we know, this kid could be like thirty-four. We don't know how old David Ortiz is. 
I don't know. We, we might not know how old this guy is. Came out at the end of uh, Miguel Tejada's career. He was two years <laughs> older all along than yeah. he actually said. Yep. That's I love call. Tejada. I love the Oakland A's during that stretch. I had to buy an A's hat between him, <laughs> Chavez. Oh, my God. They, was, they were great. They were, but out of, those, out of this past playoffs, what were some things that stood out to both of you guys? You go ahead. I have a lot going through my head right now. Well, so like bad. well, like we said, Pedroia didn't show up again. Chris Sale didn't really show up. David Price did show up, but I'm really not that impressed with no, what David Price did. Of, he came in the middle of the innings. No, we're not paying him $31 million to be a middle reliever. No. We're paying him $31 million to be a shutdown starter, a guy exactly. who, who should be starting game one and coming back and starting game four on short rest if need be. Yeah. I mean, kudos to him. He lowered his playoff ERA a little bit, a lot. Probably considering how bad it was, I'm not impressed with him at all. No, Chris Sale, I'm not surprised. I, I'm disappointed. I, I'm disappointed in him as well. Yeah, I, like the whole season was just lights out, lights out. Then once some tempo rolled around, he just oh. crapped up. Not crap. He crapped the bed. I'll say he crapped yeah, the bed. Yeah, he did. He, he had ran, a nice he, year. He had a, he ran out of gas. He had a nice year. I don't I don't think he should win the Cy Young. I'd still give it a Kluber. And yeah, I know he was cool. awful uh, against the Yankees certainly in Game Five. I'd give it a Kluber. I don't think Sale, he was too inconsistent over the final two months or so. Yeah. The strikeouts are great. They are, absolutely. And I still think he's your opening day starter next year. Oh, hands down. I no wouldn't question give him Cy Young. Yeah. I know the end of the year killed Sailed me because I was rooting for him for Cy Young and MVP yeah. and hashtag Sale of the Year. All and summer long. All like of that. a sudden, September came and, well, there goes my take. He just lit it on fire. Now, do, you th- <laughs> do you see Price um, opting out of his contract and get out of Boston? If his elbow's okay, absolutely. That's what it's going to come down to. If there is something really wrong with his elbow, because we no, might not see him next year. Doctor James Andrews said you have a Nolan Ryan elbow. Basically, it could heal itself. I'm like, oh, so he has superpowers like Nolan Ryan. So I don't know what the hell that means. Because he could have surgery. Doctor James Andrews was like, no, we're not having surgery. It's healing itself. I really hope it's his last year in Boston because that's more money off the books that you can go throw at either Harper, McCutcheon, exactly, or Machado, and it still doesn't solve your starting pitching no. quandary. I know Jason Groom is probably a year or two away down in the minors. Can we also talk about Drew Pomeranz and how unshocking it was that he got shelled in his one postseason start? Uh. Color me shocked that Drew Pomeranz doesn't show up in the biggest start of his career. That has to be a mental thing with him. It has to be. And he that's why he's it. Drew Palmerstinks. Palmerstinks. <laughs> he, had a, he stinks. He had a nice rebound year, sure. He's fine if he's your fourth or fifth starter, but don't think that he's going to do what he did this year again. He's he's your wow. number five starter in a best-case scenario. I'm so glad you just brought him up, right? So I went back and looked. Bird, Bird knows I'm infamous for this. I like to go back and I like to compare how they've done. So from last year to this year, he had six more wins with okay. six less losses. He started two more games. His ERA dropped by .2, whoopee-doo. That's three, it, really? Three less homers, four more walks, 12 less Ks. Wow. And he pitched uh, three more innings. Okay. This isn't including the playoffs. Oh, all right, all right. So he went 17 and 6 this year. That's that, pretty good. No, it is good. With 3.3 ERA. I'm not going to hit that much. 19 homers. Night, the home runs stick out to me because you have poor Salblo who gave up <laughs> over 36. It was like 36, 37, 30, somewhere in that ballpark. Almost 40 home runs that Jamo gave up. It is pretty hard to give up more home runs than Tim Wakefield, and he accomplished it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's a knuckleballer, too. All he does is throw knuckleballs and fastballs, and that makes sense. Wakefield, home runs. But this guy has a plethora of pitches he can throw. He's got fastballs, curveballs, sliders, and you just gone out of the ballpark in like two seconds. 
Porcello only he only has two years left on his deal, and um, I can't wait for that contract to end. His Cy Young win in 2016 is gonna stick out. Is one of the most fluke, oh yeah, random odd Cy Young wins ever. And I'm not even saying Verlander should have won it that year. Sorry, Kate Upton. It, it was a <laughs> night. It was a nice year. It was. But there have been probably ten individual seasons better by a given Red Sox pitcher, say John Lester a year he didn't win it, or any Pedro year he didn't win it, or yeah. a Schilling or a Becky mm-hmm. year. If Porcello to belong in the same conversation with Pedro and Roger Clemens as Red Sox Cy Young winners, it yeah. just feels gross. dirty. It's, yeah. gross. it's, it's disgusting. weird. It's crazy to look back and think that this year he was 11 games over 500 in his record, and last year he was only one game under 500. <laughs> Unbelievable. He turned it around. I give him credit. It's, uh, But like you said, he's a bottom-of-the-rotation guy. That's where he should be. He should he, be a number three or four guy. He should be a number three. I don't want to say he's bottom of the rotation, no. but he can be a solid number three starter. And hopefully this offseason he just gets mentally sharp and ready for this upcoming season. Because yep. I'm zero excuses for me this year. I'm just going to crap on everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. For sure. I'm, I'm tired of giving people breaks. I'm done. I'm had it. Oh, uh, no doubts. But for overall, uh, for the playoffs, they were lucky they pulled away with that one win. They were just like, yeah, all right, cool, but we're the in same, the playoffs. In the, same breath, in the same breath, in that thing. game, they flashed what they could be and their potential for the playoffs. That inside-the-park home run was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. That's the fastest park. that kid has ever run in his life, <laughs> without a cool. doubt. I started without live, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, he's going. Oh, I'm like, this is happening. Inside-the-park home run? I haven't seen one in my life here at work in here. I'm like, yes! He got home. And then I'm thinking, we were, it was just four to three. Now it's five to three. Like if that didn't happen, we'd be tied right now, four four, going into extra innings, and God knows what would happen. Like we could have made it to game five, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But no, it was five four, and Pedroia just grounded out to second and ended the whole freaking thing. Ugh. <sighs> okay. Yeah, the whole lineup. No one hit the ball. No one. Ball got sucked. Everyone sucked. Everyone sucked. I'm you not even gonna go down. Then. The only one I'll give credit to is Betts. Hanley, why? If Hanley started all the games, why was he shouldn't have been benched in game one? He came out, went two for two. How are you gonna bench your 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 strongest bat? He had a bum knee. Who had the bum knee? Nevis. Oh, I forget. I'm drawing blanks. Nunez. Nunez. Nunez Nunez. had a bum knee. Like, go sit on the bench. If we need your pinch hit, we'll come in, come in the eighth and ninth, and do your thing. That's all. But starting pitching got rocked. Bullpen was all right. But David Price was the most surprising guy. Yeah, for me, because I wasn't expecting him to pitch well at all in any role, and he he pitched fairly he well up. out of the bullpen. He did. He absolutely did. He still proved nothing to me, though. I I'll I'll give him kudos. I'll give him a nice little pat on the back. You came in in middle relief and did your job. That's not your job, though. You're a starting pitcher. Imagine if he couldn't do that in the playoffs and then like, get him out of here. Oh, oh, if he'd gotten go. shelled, oh, oh my god, baby, Bye. it would have been a long winter. Opt out. <laughs> Opt out. Go to St. Louis. Uh, or the Dodgers of San Diego, go wherever you want. Bring Astro too. Now moving <laughs> forward, what would you guys like to see the Red Sox do this off season? We gotta get rid of a few plays. We need more pitching depth. I'm, are you happy with the catches? Yes. Okay. That's one Good one. enough. All right. Yes. A lot of teams would actually kill for this depth, to be honest. Oh no doubt. <laughs> they're they're not, crushing home runs, both of them. It's not like playing. we have Johnny Bench back there. No, I know. But you have <laughs> a solid tandem in Vasquez yeah. and Leon. Really, just Vasquez. I don't even want to worry about Leon anymore. And who knows, maybe Blake Swihart can still develop. Sandstorm! <laughs> I love Sandstorm. That's my dude. That's my and dude. I just want Pedroia to just... I know he's getting older, but my God, there's ways for him to get better physically and mentally. Like, go talk to Tom Brady. <laughs> Seriously. No, really, though. Like, go 
do what you gotta do. Shave your head. Join the club. It's okay, Dustin. Join me in the bald club. Bald heads. Yeah. The defense behind the plate is tremendous, yeah. like you were saying. You can't, you can't touch the defense. Fine. First base, Mullen. I have no problem okay. with that. Okay. He's decent. You can do better. Yes, absolutely. I I, but again, I don't want to. Do you, the, do you go after Hosmer? Mm, no. No. No, that's no, you I know who that is. That. It's J.D. Drew 2.0, a guy who will put up some good numbers, won't be worth what you paid him, and he will become such a whipping boy for the Boston media. Unless they make the postseason and he has a big playoff like he has in the past. I see a lot of similarities between Hosmer and J.D. Drew. I'm out. Yep. Who is the other who is the other guy that everyone keeps talking about? JD Martinez? Yeah. Him? Yeah. yeah. It depends what he wants. He's thirty years old. He just had his best season in a contract year, and I know he's a little bit of a late bloomer. Uh, could his swing play at Fenway? Sure, because he hit a lot of these home runs playing for Detroit. And that is not a hitter friendly ballpark. Nope. It's not. I'd send him to a two-year deal. I still want to keep your options open uh, moving forward with this Harper, Machado, McCutcheon class. Yeah. You know, Mike Trout's probably only about three years away from free agency now, too, now that I think of it. It's going to end up being a fire sale when these guys hit the market. Everyone's yeah, yeah. just going to be showing up with stacks of dough between the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox. And don't be surprised if other teams try sneaking in, too, on that. They're preparing. They, they better not get rid of Benatendi on Nunes. Uh, they better not. No. They better stay right here in Boston. Well, they won't get rid saying. of they won't get rid of Benatendi because he's under team control for five more oh, years. Oh, really? In fact, I don't think he's I, even. See, I gotta pay attention to the contracts. <laughs> I, I just don't. I just go watch and play sports. And I don't even think you know he's I mean? arbitration eligible until 2020. So okay, Benatendi is a building block cornerstone. Beautiful. Yep. Betts, I think, is three years away from free agency. Bogarts, Bogarts might only be two years away. Same with Bradley. Uh, which is why you Jeez, might yeah. want to trade them now, give another team like the Marlins two years of control rather than just the one. Yeah, called you. And Gita. then uh, Dev- <laughs> Devers will still have six years of team oh, control. Oh, beautiful. Okay, yeah. see, I got to pay more attention to the contracts. I just I'd turn around and go after Machado during that offseason and put him at shortstop. See you later, bogeys. Really? Suck bag. Oh. I do that. Bogart sucks. Yeah, he did. He did suck this year. Sucks suck. is a bit strong, but he's been disappointing. Oh, I'm absolutely disappointed. because yeah, we. we when you say Boston Red Sox, they're already up on a mantle. We expect big things from them. Yep, high and expectations. When they, and when they don't, we just 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 hammer them away. It does not matter what your name is, who you are. You you put on that Boston Red Sox uniform. You better come to play every friggin' game. If not, we're just gonna crap all of you. He's been is. the best shortstop they've had since Nomar. Yes, but what does that say? Because you got Julio Lugo, you got Marco Scudero, who you know wasn't that bad. Scudero, 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 no, Scudero was yeah, Jose Iglesias, uh, Alex Gonzalez, Jed Lowry, just these Jed random Lowry. guys. Yeah. Stephen Drew for crying out loud. Ugh. So Bogarts <laughs> has been good, but he hasn't been great like we thought he was going to be. And he's been frustrating. I think it, 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 you kind of know who he is at this point. Same with Bradley. They're inconsistent players who can be complementary pieces, but they're just not core players. No, no, just not. Trade and block. Yep. I don't know. So, it's going to be interesting. How about uh, managers or you want to hold off on that? No, let, we can talk let, about that if you Let want. the playoffs develop because I know oh. you have a guy you want to talk about for a manager. I want Alex Cora. Do you? All about Alex Cora. Why? Or Jason Veritek. Why? Ooh. Why Alex Cora? Yeah. Oh, he's been talked. He's been talked up as a uh, you know one of these students of the game. I can remember even back when he was playing for the Red Sox, you know, oh five, oh six, oh seven. Mm-hmm. Everyone, Peter Gammon said, "Oh, Alex Cora is a future manager." I'm like, "Huh, I'll remember that." He always has come off as very uh, smart in interviews. Sounds mm-hmm. like he knows what he's talking about. 
And it's not like he's played with anyone here. I guess he was teammates with Pedroia, but that's it. Nobody else uh, yeah. Yeah, everyone's all still dates gone. back to that. But that also could include Veritek, who left in 2011, not yep. that long ago. But Pedroia, again, is the only guy who's on that 2011 team. Mm-hmm. Now, Veritek, he was allegedly the captain of the 2011 Red Sox. He was <laughs> collapsed, lost, uh, what, 7-20 in September. So do you hold that against him a little bit? I don't know. I think he was already checked out. I think both him and Tim Wakefield, they were, they were checked out. That was their final year of their careers. You can't really hold that no. against them per se. I would be very okay with Cora or Veritek, though, guys who have played in Boston and know what it's like. So Brad Osmus, I'm out on. Okay. Don't want him. No, no Ron, one wants Ron, him. Ron Gardenhire is just another guy. You can do better than Ron Gardenhire. I know he's a he's a baseball guy. He's a baseball lifer. But how long are you really gonna have him for? And what did he, I don't think he won a playoff game since 2004. No, that's like in Minnesota. Another, that's like bringing in Ron Washington or something <laughs> like that. Like no, I'll I'll pass on that. Find somebody new and exciting and, and youthful. Yeah, somebody who will really. Give, give this team something to jolt on. Yeah, somebody who doesn't they, they do it. They can relate to because John Farrell exactly. did not relate to any of exactly. these kids at all that was playing. Somebody who doesn't do it the old way. Somebody who might do it the new way but nevertheless does it the right way. Gotcha. That's why I feel good about Cora or even Veritek. My concern with Veritek is can he control a room? Can he go in and take over that clubhouse as a manager? If I was a young kid, I'd say, oh, wow, Jason Veritek. Because I when he was, he was the captain and that epic collapse, where was he at? Why he just he, said he just said he checked out. Him and Wayne. I know, but out. exactly where was he at? Mentally, he's just like I just want the season to get over with. He should have he stepped up and took over that room and said, "Hey, you know what? This is my last go around. Let's go get a win." I'm sure That's he true. did say that. And, else was and like, they yeah, didn't do it. So, <laughs> him, I'm not on board with. Right. But my thing is, is so all these other sports, you have coaches that come out of the college level, the collegiate level. Why don't we see that in baseball? It's a good point. Why? You always see football guys switching over the NFL, but you never it's the shortest season in college. Ball. You never see shorter. You never hear about the college guys. Well, I guess part of it is well, be- not necessarily because they play fall ball too, so they play fall and spring ball, even though spring's their main season. Dude, part. I think part of it is because there's so many minor league levels in baseball: triple, oh, yeah. double, a, single, a, <laughs> it's like high 12. A and low A. You have rookie ball. Whereas there's no, there's technically no minor league football. I guess they have the D League in the NBA, and you have a few minor yeah. leagues in hockey. But there's so much minor league baseball that there's more room for growth within quote unquote professional baseball, even if it is rookie ball or A ball. Whereas there's no in between from college to the NFL, and very little in between from college to the NBA. I guess that would be my yeah. answer to that. Farm system. No, you got to know somebody. No, that's what I always say. That's what I was thinking about the other day on my ride home, and everyone was talking about who to replace them with. I'm like, why don't we ever hear about college guys? But like you just said, there's that's still that could be, and I don't really know who the the team or the guy is in college baseball right now. I'm not gonna pretend I no, do. I have, I'm clueless. I'm assuming I'm Texas not. is good. I'm assuming yeah. Florida is still good. Oh uh, yeah, Stanford. You have all these right. teams Tech. like TCU, yeah, Georgia Tech. <laughs> but I, I Washington. Don't, I, I don't know enough. No, <laughs> but that's that's something to keep your eyes on there, people. We got Jake Levin here live with us on the Dude and Bird Show. Make sure you go follow him on Twitter at Jake Levin, L-E-V-I-N-0-9. Follow us at Dude and Bird Show. Jake is uh, on the beat for the Patriots, for NBC Boston, Mm -hmm. and he covers sports for the Norwood uh, Report. Norwood Record. 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 I always (laughs) want to keep calling it Report. It's Record. 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 And uh, before we move along here on the Dude and Bird Show to the Patriots, 
There was an article going around about replacing Sweet Caroline at Fenway Park. I tagged you in that as soon as I read it. I know. I was just like, let's do this. I couldn't believe I was like, oh, baby, here we go. I'm okay. I'm okay. I generally hate that song. It doesn't belong in baseball. It just doesn't. The song's about a little girl. I already went on this rant before. I'm not doing it again. I'm keeping myself tame. The song's about a little girl. The guy's a pedophile. And he's a Yankees fan. I have Whoa. two trains of thought on Sweet Caroline. Okay, go. It reminds me of 2004. Yeah. It reminds me of 2004. Okay. And the further removed we get from 2004, the more stale it becomes and the more frustrated it becomes when you have these lopsided games that are taking four hours and the Sox are down 9-2 to two in the middle of the eighth. And Sweet Caroline. I'm like, no, no, no. Play something I th- upbeat. I think it should be a treat at this point. You can still play it, but the Red Sox have to be winning in order for it to be played. Someone, she mentioned, someone mentioned that too. Like, if we're losing... Play Tom Petty. Won't back down. If we're like winning, it. if we're winning by a million runs, okay, play Sweet Caroline. I'm okay with that. Let me one up you on that. Uh, Tom Petty won't back down. Here's what you can do. If the Red Sox play any song, here's here's the thing. <laughs> Go ahead. If the Red Sox are down one, two, or three runs, a safe situation, it's still reasonably close. Yeah, you can play. I won't back down. Yeah. If the Red Sox are down four or more runs, you play Free Falling. and then the playoffs you could do running down a dream well if you're winning you can play running down a dream because you're running down the win i like that there you go either way tom petty seems like it's a consensus here i'm the wrong guy to ask because if it were up to me i would have all tom petty all the time at fenway and gillette in the garden for that matter i love petty but uh, i think that'd be a good little idea get those three songs involved here we go tom petty fenway park just anything upbeat get on it bird uh, talk to your sources i will I know the DJ. Go bang on some doors. Yeah, it's the same. That guy DJs everywhere. Every stadium around him, he does Gillette, too. Does he really? I'm pretty sure. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll hunt him down. I forget his name, dude. I, I should know it off the top. I shook his hand. I can't remember oh. his name. <laughs> I can see There's him, so many dude. people I can, like, I meet that. It's crazy. I can see him, but he's... I know what you mean. Don't he worry. Do, he does. You know his face. You can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah, he's real you. deal around way. here. He's real deal. Yeah, he is. So we're going to move along and go take a trip down to the Razor. Yes, we are. For the Pats. We got the Jets down at MetLife Stadium tomorrow mm-hmm. at 1 o'clock. Because obviously we're recording this on a Saturday like we normally do. Yep. What do you want to see out of the Pats going into the Jets? Because the Jets, Three and they're two. not playing as bad as we expected. They like still I expected suck, them to be doo-doo. <laughs> like real bad. They like still bottom suck. of the barrel. But they keep if- winning freaking games. But their tight end is leading the team in targets. Like, are you kidding me? Coaching, bad coaching. Syphilis Jenkins if, or whatever his name the, is. If the Jets pull it off, the city of Boston's gonna burn down. If the Jets win, the, everything's gonna be up in smoke. Well, Here's the thing about the Jets: they are three and two, and they've probably already played themselves out of the number one overall pick. They Five hit, and eleven, so yeah, bad. But they've beat the Browns. They've Doo-doo. beat the Dolphins, and they've beat the Jaguars, who do look a little bit better. No, the, the Jaguars, I think, are gonna be legit contenders but for they, the Playoffs. They have beat three very bad to maybe not that bad teams. They haven't beaten anybody real yet. No. And, and, I, and, and that's not going to happen tomorrow. The All you want to accomplish if you're the Patriots tomorrow is to get out of New Jersey with a win in your health. Make sure Brady doesn't take five to ten more hits. He, oh. can't, he can't be hitting the turf much more. Make sure Gronk doesn't pull up lame on his thigh or his quad or anything like that. No other injuries in the secondary, anything like that. And get ready for Atlanta because that is going to tell you a lot about this Patriots team and what they have. How the Patriots fare against teams that they've beaten in the Super Bowls or or lost to, for that matter, in the Super Bowls is always fascinating to me. Because they lost to the Seahawks in 2016 in the quote-unquote rematch, even though it was a year later. 
They beat the Giants in 2015, which was their first game after the 2012 Super Bowl. They lost to the Giants in 2011, the first time after the Super Bowl 42, yep, obviously. And, you know, it's kind of pointless to go all the way back to the 01, 03, and 04 teams yeah. because nobody's left. Uh, but, you know, in these big games with high stakes, it's there's a little bit of a spotty track record for the Patriots. And I know we're already looking past the Jets. i guilty. No, I am too. I think everyone is, but All you should take them lightly. You need to get out of there with your health. It'll be hopefully a stripped-down vanilla game plan, maybe a running game. Maybe we'll finally see Mike Gillisley come in and rush for 100 yards. The Pats okay. haven't had a 100-yard rusher yet this season. Really? Yeah. Not yet. No. Nope. Wow. No, I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's, maybe, maybe that's, that's the kind of game plan. Me. Keep Brady healthy because this is not the same Jets defense that was there with Rex Ryan. I mean, David no. Harris is now in New England. Uh Sheldon Richardson just got traded, Revis gone, Cromartie gone, et cetera, et cetera. I guess Muhammad Wilkerson's still there. He was limited in practice this week for the Jets, for that matter. So it's a defense of nobodies, just dumb things down. Try to get Dwayne Allen involved. He's been a big zero for them so far. When James Devlin, the fullback, and I love me some fullbacks, Mm -hmm. but when he's getting targeted more in a game where Rob Gronkowski is out, than you, Dwayne Allen, the number one tight end, that then Brady, something is wrong. Brady doesn't trust you, and he nope. has to gain his trust. And we know yep. it's hard to get into the Brady circle of trust. We've seen it happen time and time again. Joey Galloway, Chad Ochocinco, at pretty much every tight end they've had since the Hernandez saga that's tried to line up alongside Gronk. Bennett was pretty good last year. Yeah, he was. I they should have never let him get away. He's pissed. He's, just, he's honestly pissed they let him go. Yeah. And it's un- it's understandable now. But Dwayne Allen, he had a great rookie season with the Colts. I want to say he had about 50 catches, 600-odd uh, yards. And, and that's not an elite no. receiving season, but that shows you promise as a rookie. It's been such a revolving door tight end since <laughs> Hernandez's yeah. untimely uh, departure. It's been kind of like uh, the defensive de- against the dark arts teacher in uh, Harry Potter. It's a new <laughs> teacher in every book. It's been a, every year. It was Zach Sudfeld. And then it was... Tim Wright, and then it was Scott Chandler, and now Marty Bennett, who's actually good, and now yeah, it's Dwayne was. Allen. And you have to think, because uh, Allen's contract is not guaranteed after next season, unless something drastically changes over these next 11 weeks, he's going to be the latest one-hit wonder in Foxborough, and you're going to be looking for the next guy next year. That's, I see that happening after the season. I really do. I don't see Allen sticking around after No, he definitely shouldn't be. That's why I'm still salty about it. We should, like, like you said, it's been a revolving door. We finally is. nailed down a guy in Marty B., who was a good, consistent player, and they just let him walk out the door. And you still have a huge chunk of dough left to give out under the salary cap. You should have just kept Won the, the guy. Super Bowl with Bennett, not with Gronkowski. Exactly. Yep. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he took over and no, took I, on no, 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 no. the Gronk I know, I know, I know role I mean. or no, looked like Antonio. No, he did a decent job blocking and catching a few passes. Yep. They went to him in the overtime, and he just, you know, the defender blocked, uh, put his hand up and made a play. Yeah, sure. made a play. Unbelievable. So you already you hit on one of the things I want to know. Will they rely more on the run in this game to keep so. Brady upright? Because he's, that old line is a sieve. It's like Swiss cheese out there. And I can see him throwing the ball to Cooks. Just you, get him involved Bird, in you game. could go out there and get in a three-point stance and probably blow by anybody on that line today. I can. Right now. Put me on a tight end. Right now. Put me right next to Gronk. Guy, okay, I'll put you go. on Marcus Cannon. I'll put you on Solder. I don't care. Andrew, I'll put you on any guy up there. The theory is that Solder is hurt right now. And that's what, that doesn't that's surprise what me. That doesn't that's surprise sniff. me. He has to be because he is capable of so much better than this. I don't know if he's necessarily a top 10 left tackle even when healthy, but he is a capable left tackle, yep. a guy who is going to keep he's you reliable. upright more often than not. He's very reliable. Exactly. I would say he's in that 10 to 15 range of mm-hmm. left tackles across the league, and right now he's playing like a bottom 10 guy. Ugh. 
and he—he's a guy—he's a guy who he seems like a very smart, intelligent guy, and he knows the toll that playing football can have on you. His contract's up at the end of the season. There's been a little retirement talk, really, floating around with him. Okay. Yeah, I've read a few stories about that as well. That's His fine. wife's a smoke, by the way. Is she? Yeah, I she saw did. her at uh, Matt Light did uh, like a a world record like. Uh, Bago tournament all right. down at Gillette, and we were there doing a radio appearances. Nice. And all, like, the old line guys were there with their chicks. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, she was a slamming slew banger, <laughs> let me tell you, dude. <laughs> so we usually we, we usually pick a little bet, a little bet action here on the show. So the last time I looked, Pat's at minus 11. Are they going to cover that? Because, Brent, I'm big, I'm big into picking these. And you've been right, and you haven't been making bets, and that pisses me off. Oh, uh, dude, I made. Mind. I did a card this week. Oh, you did? Yeah, but I didn't. I just it was a like Small. a pick'em card, oh, okay. a football gotcha. card. Yeah, yeah. I took the over. I took the over of forty nine in this game. Do I think it's going to be over forty nine points? I think it's going to be a high scoring game tomorrow. Forty nine points, so that would be twenty four twenty four yep. plus one. See, I, don't, I just don't think the Jets are going to score twenty four points. And I frankly, can see it being like thirty one. I think we're. Gonna, I think we're going to put up points. They're going to probably get a couple the, touchdowns and maybe a field goal. The Pats better be mentally ready for this game. They better not take the Jets lightly. That's all I'm saying. Hey, my prediction is uh, 31-20 tomorrow. Right. Pats, uh, Jets, I'll say 31-10. Jets might have a little garbage time tight end. I think the Patriots, I, I, I don't like your over. Dude, yep. I got to be honest. I oh, that's fine. I think it's coming in under. Uh, the points. I'm all about <laughs> points because our defense has been. Plus, a lot of division games have been really tight, low-scoring games. No, so over the past couple of seasons. I mean, once in a while you have a huge blowout, but other than that, nothing really. Sure. I, I thought about taking the Jets at the the plus eleven, though. I will Is it say if it's card. plus eleven? So I guess my prediction thirty one twenty would be a push. Yep. I don't love the eleven. I never love when a team is given up uh, more than ten points. No. Anyways, it's again, it's all the Patriots need to do is win. I don't really care about nope. the spread tomorrow. No. And they gotta get ready for Atlanta. You don't want to look past an NFL team, but you. Do need to worry about your health heading into the Atlanta game. That's yeah. what tomorrow is all about. And especially with this cluster that's going on here in our division, the Pats need to win. It's kind of a must-win game at this it point. Is. Absolutely, and it is. It's scary because it's the Jets. Like it's a must-win against the Jets. We should just go in there and blow them out and just on to Atlanta. Hopefully, oh, it's so going to be an interesting see. game it to say be. the least. Hmm. I don't know. All right, let's get that W. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. Yes. So like we said before, we got uh, our boy Jake Levin here hanging out with us from NBC Boston. Norwood, record. Yes, sir. Got it right this time. Covers the sports for that. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Jake Levin, L-E-V-I-N, 09. We're at Dude and Bird Show. Tell your friends. Like us on Facebook. All that other happy horse crap. You already know the deal. So we're going to we play a little game called Setting Picks. Setting picks. So, <laughs> obviously, we, we talk about sports, but we talk about some other things as well. Okay. So, we hit you with a few questions, and uh, you make your picks. Okay. So, you went to school in Rhode Island. I sure did. You grew up here in Massachusetts on the South Shore. Yes, South I South Shore kid. Dell's Lemonade or Ronnie's or Richie's? Dell's. Ooh, yeah. You so confident in that? I'm going to have to go back and check to see what uh, Miss Massachusetts said. Because we had Ms. Massachusetts on the show, and she went to URI as well. Oh, no kidding. Julia Scapriotti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. if you know her, but uh, yeah, she is certainly a slam and slew banger, and she won that award here. Yes, she did. That, that was worth more than Miss USA, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Pound sand, Trump. <laughs> well, here's here's why Dell's takes it over Ronnie's. Tell me when Ronnie's makes a delicious shandy beer. 
that you, you just took my next question out of my mouth. <laughs> Sam <laughs> Adams it. and Narragansett. Can I say neither? I'll go Harpoon. Ooh, then, okay. Then right. Narragansett. I like it. I like it. Okay. I like Harpoon, it. Harpoon, then Narragansett, and then Sam Adams. All right. I like how that went. And, but you know what? There are, certain, there are certain beers. I love Sam's Oktoberfest more than maybe any of those beers. But if I just want to, you know, a little night out on the town, a couple Gansets is fine. If I want a drink to, you know, enjoy the taste, I'm going to have a nice Harpoon IPA. Yeah, I love the Dell Shandy from Narragansett. <laughs> those those are things are so good. Oh, they're fantastic. Oh, uh, they blow out that other shandy that they have out there. I forget who Line it was. Line Kugel? Yeah, yeah, those guys. Yeah, mediocre no. at best. No. That one can pound sand. I'm down with the Gansets all day. Shout out to them. They always be hollering us on Twitter. Nice. Our boys. You got one here, Bird? For what? Pick? What? Set and pick? You got, you, wanna, you, got a, you got a choice here? No, I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hello. Hello, how are you? Hi, bud. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming. Oh, oh wait, I got it. Okay, okay. Fancy football. Yahoo or ESPN? Yahoo. Okay. See, there we go. However, this is my first year not playing fantasy football since probably like 2005. Really? Good what? For you. I just got no, a little... no, no, no. I could know. Good for you. Because it can be overwhelming sometimes. I've gotten a little tired of it. Yeah. I, I, it ran its last course. Year, last year I was in like four or five leagues. This year I'm just in one. I, I'm, I had enough. That's the way to do it. I, I ran my own league uh, from my sophomore year of high school right up through the 2014 season. So that's, I think, nine years we had the league. Okay. And I, just, I stepped away after the 2014 season. Good, um, good for you. And I did a less serious league with some friends from uh, URI. But, uh, you know, it, it ran its course. And I'm just, I grew tired of watching games to see. Oh, I need LaShawn McCoy to get me two fantasy points here, and I need the Minnesota defense to get me two points there. It's true. (laughs) Oh, I need Uh, Aaron Rodgers to put up 13 points tonight. Tell me how he got those 13 points. I don't. He did. He doesn't care about his 13 points. Tell me if he got 300 yards passing. Did he get four touchdowns? Did he interceptions? I like the real numbers. The red. Those are all the red zone cronies. I I hate red zone. Like I got screwed last week. I was up like 30, 35 points, and the girl I was playing against had the. Who's a Minnesota run back right now? McKinley? Mc, McKinnon? McKinnon. Like, I'm like, all right, he ain't going to do nothing. And she had Minnesota's defense. Okay, cool. 45 points. <laughs> 13 from the friggin' defense and the rest from the run back because he went on like a 70-yard TD run and the extra bonus points and a lot of BS. Uh, I'm like, are you kidding me? I'll tell you, this high school game I covered last night, the huh? running back, he would have had a lot of fantasy points. 317 yards rushing Sam. and three touchdowns. What school was this? <laughs> uh, Bridgewater Random. Okay. Yeah, yeah good, good little player. Yeah, I'll tell Holy you that Holy cow. That's crazy. Wow, is that a record? I don't think it's the record. No, no, no. In Massachusetts, no, but probably I'm more like, than that. How about for a school record? Could no. certainly be a school record. Bridgewater Ram, yeah, I can see that being a school Could record. Could be a school record. record. That's insane. Yeah, for Bridgewater Ram, but I don't know about the state. Someone's definitely I bet somebody's hit four. Probably someone from Everett. Yeah. Are they, <laughs> are they D2, BR? Uh, no. Yes. Okay. Oh, they are now? Well, because of this stupid alignment oh, they just yeah, redid. Yeah, there's, eight, there's eight divisions right now. So uh, Everett, of course, is still D1, but yeah. BR is uh, D2. Yes. I, I, that's sad. Yeah. I was playing them. John, where did you go to high school again? I'm sorry, dude. Where did you go to high school again? Avon High. Avon, all right. Division 8. There you go. Yeah, yeah. For football, (laughs) high school football. Yeah, they're terrible. (laughs) Avon. uh, Yeah, they're Holbrook Avon. Yeah, they're in a co-op with uh, Holbrook. Yeah, and then hockey, they go as Avon Holbrook. They switch the town names. And they switch logos. Why aren't they a regionalized high school? Because I feel like they would have more success if they teamed up for a lot of these different sports. So they tried... Holbrook and Avon. Well, Holbrook wanted to join up with Avon for a school system. Avon's yeah. like, no. So Holbrook's like, all right, fine. We'll build a new school, too. 
because that's what Avon did. Ah. But they only join up for hockey and football. I see. So you have to be in eighth grade to play in either one of those sports because both those schools are junior and high schools all in one building. Right. Uh So you could be in eighth grade and play varsity football. Nice. You could be playing against a senior (laughs) who's like 300 pounds. That's interesting. Granted, some of the dudes aren't that big that play for a West Bridgewater or a Tri-County or whoever it is. They're like an average dude like all of us in here. (laughs) (laughs) But otherwise, that's how it is. And then, But all the other sports, like basketball, you could be in seventh grade and play varsity basketball. Interesting. Which is insane. That's very interesting. Insane. Because when they won all their state tournaments, the first one they won, their point guard was in like seventh or eighth grade. Wow. He ended up dropping 2,000 points. Kid was ridiculous. All right, going back to setting picks. (laughs) Who would you want to have a drink of beer with? Nicholas Cage or Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> since, since you brought it up earlier, I'm, I'm, go, I'm going with Nick Cage because I've, I've been scared straight off Jeff Goldblum. I can't, I can't deal with that guy anymore. Uh, Had to bring that up because of the earlier conversation. It's a good question. It's a very good question. I'll, I'll, I'll say Nick Cage. If I, I, I like Con Air more than I like Jurassic Park, so that would also be a deciding factor for me there. Okay. Wow. Yeah, Con Air was a, a tremendous take, I movie. I, I think I like Jurassic Park more than Con Air. Yeah. All right, that's to each their own. Yeah, I know. Con Air is really good. That was always on TV too. It is. It's always on like AMC. It's on the USA Network. Yeah, that's always. That's the other one. I have a confession, real quick. Shoot, you know how in the end of the movie she tries to give him the bunny. Yes. I mean, he tries to give her the bunny. I got, dude. I saw that movie in the movie theater. I got pissed. I was like screaming at the, you, you take that goddamn bunny. I was like in tears, crying. I'm like, you take the bunny. He just took that on airplane and comes see you because he missed you. Dude, my friend's like, dude, chill out. <laughs> so that's me crying in the movie theater because that bitch didn't take the friggin' bunny from her dad. I'm serious. My friend's like, dude, you need to chill out. I'm like, no, that bitch needs to take the fucking bunny and appreciate it. <laughs> Selfish uh, friggin' five-year-old, however old oh she was. Dude, I was pissed. That's so good. It's so randomly bad, though. <laughs> so before we close out the show, we got to hit yep. the rundown. All right, let's do this. Who's a special guest in the birdcage this week, Bird? <sighs> Me. You? Yeah, I put myself in. Why? I screwed up and touching Rich in the mix 141. Yeah, what happened? All right, so what happened? I heard, I heard you were recording, recording. I'll do. I'll say. I'll give you the fast and accurate story. Okay. So this is what happened. I'm going upstairs with Fred and Rich and them because we were taping for NBC Sports. This I was in the building this day. This was Wednesday. Yes, this was Wednesday. So I'm going upstairs, and and um, Salt and Carson and Mike Morgan, the producer, was like, "Hey, bro, come here." I'm like, "No, I gotta go upstairs. No, come here real quick." So what do you do about the merger? I'm like, "What are you talking about?" I have a corporate email, but I forgot my password. I haven't checked the emails in months because I don't give a shit. So, like, what do you like? You don't know what's going on. Are you staying with us? You're going to stay with them. Blah blah. blah. So when you say record or, or interview them or any other word that's you know push the button and hit record, it's all the same to me. Okay, I'm a little slow with processing information, as you know yeah. pretty well. So like, yeah, go downstairs and interview and record them and blah blah blah. I'm like, after, I'm like, all right. So we were upstairs finishing up. They go back downstairs. They're having a meeting. I'm like, I shouldn't record this during the meeting. So I'm like, so I grabbed it and I just, hey, what, what do you guys think about this merger? I have no idea what's going on. He talked for like two minutes and I stopped recording. Then I'm like, I'm not sending this to Mix. No way. So I just sent it to Rich. I don't know why he did. I just hit delete and moved on and none of this would have happened. For whatever reason, I sent it to Rich because I was like, what the hell's going on? What I really should have done was go back upstairs and ask them again and go, what do you want me to do again? And that was that. I'm putting myself in the birdcage because I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> I like I couldn't understand, like I couldn't process the information. Like they were doing it during what, a private what, meeting. 
the the next time the next time they ask you to do no, that they, no 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 mix with a full one has an intern they can use Michelle I mean LaFrenza no. to do it yeah. have them go downstairs and do it don't uh, ask me I know but I understand that but I'm saying for future reference if you're gonna record someone you say to them before specifically for your station this yeah. is it yeah. okay if I use this for the radio yeah. This recording is for rebroadcast on WBZ FM radio. Yeah. Is it okay if we use this for the radio? I know. I, I screwed up. And then I they say thinking. yes. I honestly wasn't thinking, and I contradict myself the whole time. I hate myself. Because they were pissed. They were. Uh, I don't, they, have, they have every right to be. I secret, secretly recording? I didn't mean to, dude. Like, wiretapping? <laughs> what is this, bird? <laughs> I didn't mean it. He's wiretapping the competition. Like, so you two had talking. I just had my phone out like this, and I just went like that, and I asked the question, and I stopped. And then... And then like you record the whole meeting, I'm like no. I would and then never you do sent that. it to Rich, like, "Hey, I just recorded you. Check it out." Yeah, it's just <laughs> a dumb moment on my part. Um, I apologize to everybody and involved. Like you said, though, why didn't one of them go down and talk to them or ask them to come yeah, on the show the to talk about it? Have the intern come downstairs. Like, if they said, "Hey, we have an intern. Can we interview Toucher and Rich?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. I'll introduce it to them, and then he could do his thing." Why are you asking me? I mean, I could do it, but like, I was uncomfortable. As soon as they asked me, I was so uncomfortable from the from the beginning. I was just like, oh, all right, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. And the whole joke of it was awful. So did this all happen before I saw you? After. After? So when you lost your headphones? Yes. <laughs> dude, I went looking. So oh. Bird lost his headphones and he's looking for them. And I'm, he's like texting me. He's like, dude, I can't find them. So I, run, I went around the whole place. I went around. I followed his steps. I'm like, all right. So he went and visited Corinne, I'm sure. So I went in the amp studio. Yeah, didn't find him in there. <laughs> and then I saw him going to the mixed jock lounge. Didn't find him in there. I walked around all the hallways looking to see if he dropped him. Didn't find him anywhere. And sure enough, where were they, Bird? Upstairs <laughs> bathroom right next to the ZLX studio. <laughs> when the hell did you go in there? I know, like before I left. <laughs> so after I'd done recording and everything, came up, saw you, I left, I went to the bathroom, and I left him in the bathroom upstairs. And um, Carter Allen found them. I was blown away. Was I was like, oh, my God, Bird. Was Way to go. So I'm putting myself in the birdcage. There's a few other people up in the birdcage. No, you, cage, you totally should be in the birdcage yeah. after I, that. I, I you just, you I just can't record people. Times. I know that. I, I will never do that again. I just didn't know what. My brain wasn't even. It's not like you're in on. the FBI or something. No, I know that. No, you're not I, doing I, covert ops here. No, exactly. Even though. If people don't know already. We were both employed by a radio station that got bought by another one, and they're merging, and they have to sell some off, and then big things are going to happen here in the Boston radio market. Exactly. So everybody, just read the newspaper, and you'll get more information exactly. about that. It's that easy. Yep. So before we hit the bricks, all right. We're, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the reins off to Jake here to pick nice. our slamming slew banger of the week. Beautiful. So this week's slamming slew banger of the week award goes to. All right, I probably cheated a little here, but right. uh, it's okay. I get it, girl. Yeah, well, you said it, you wanted to be somebody fr- with Boston ties. So yeah, I, someone local ties. I, I went with Mia Hamm because uh, she was Whoa! married to married to Nomar. All Whoa! Right. All right. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm a, oh, that's good. I yes. Told, I do not. She wasn't even on my radar. Yes. I'm mad at myself. That's tremendous. Good call. Dude. And who is she? You ask. Like he said, married to Noma, U.S. It, it, national it, it, soccer so player. Right. Yes, one gold medals, tremendous athlete, everything you could probably ask for in a woman. It was man, tremendous dude, great freaking pick. She did more with U.S. soccer than any man ever has. Yeah, uh, exactly. And quite True. frankly, I'm True. so glad you picked her because the last point I want to make before we hit the pike, the U.S. national soccer program here, men's men's division, sucks. They're so flipping bad. How do you not make the World Cup? And that was talking soccer. 
Yeah. And they <laughs> just just to break it down a little bit here, there's 326 million people in the United States. Okay. Yep. And it all boils down to me. I look at how many males there are between the ages of 20 and 34. We'll say. Sure. Right. There's uh, da 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 approximately 30 million guys in that age range. Yeah. How can you not field a good national soccer team? Is it because soccer's not popular here? Is it because I know plenty of kids in the talent great soccer players? No, Portuguese. exactly. I played with the. T- <laughs> I'm not trying to be. No, yeah, yeah. Most of the Portuguese are Brazilian. It's the, the nastiest soccer I've seen it. Oh, I had a I kid. I had a kid high. come here in high school. It was my junior. He came here for one year from Brazil. Turn around, he missed the first like four games until he was eligible. He ended up leading the state in goals. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so he only played twelve games, and he led the state in goals. Huh. These guys come up here from a different Ridiculous. country and just run it. Like, and, they, they, and now they're legal citizens. Not legal citizens, but you know what I mean. Yeah, they're citizens of the United States, and they can play for Team USA. Like, what are you doing? I, I don't get it. I, they should the, not no, suck scouting, as bad as they no, do. No, their scouting system sucks. I'll say it right now. They shouldn't suck as bad as they do because no. the collegiate programs here are pretty strong. Yeah. They put out a good product. But why can't we put out a good national product? I don't get it. This, this is inexcusable. The last time they missed was 1986. It's sad. I was four. It's pathetic. <laughs> they need. They really need to fix that. They need to fix the U.S. soccer program. And, uh, I'm pumped you picked me a ham. I'm like, I totally forgot about her. I know. I'm so excited. I'm like mad at myself. I didn't even think of her. <laughs> yeah, her and her workout buddy, Noma, both shredded. No my juiced. Probably. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Probably yeah. late nineties. But they all did. They all did. Yeah, who didn't juice at that time? That that's really the question. Find me that guy, because they all did it. But anyways, thank you to Jake here for yes. coming in today. Seriously, we this really a lot appreciate of fun with you. it. Dude, Bert, it was absolutely a We're pleasure. We're gonna have you and in will, again. I would, sure, I'd love to hey, come into the studio even. I forget phoning in. I'll come straight up. Yeah. This is awesome. Oh, cool. This is how it is, man. We just keep a rail here on the dude and bird show. So make sure you go follow Jake on Twitter, at Jake Levin, L-E-V-I-N-0-9. Follow us, at Dude and Bird Show. Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook. We got that SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, all that other happy horse crap. Oh, and before I hit the bricks here, I had to go to the Apple store with my girlfriend the other day. Oh, boy. We went down to Providence yeah, Place. Yeah. Dude's helping her or whatever, and he's just, like, shooting the shit, just talking, and, uh... He's like, oh, yeah, he, he podcasts. He, like, brought up, he podcasted. And, of course, Meg's like, oh, he podcasts. And <laughs> I'm like, what's the name of your show? And he's like, the Red Bearded Podcast or something like that. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Uh, he's like, who are you? I'm like, Dude and Bird Show. <laughs> Slam and slew bangers. Get familiar. So just plugging the show down in Providence. So did he know who we were? No. All right. I, 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 th- That's fine. He doesn't take me as a guy that listens to 98.5 The Sports Hub. Really? <laughs> Because if he did, he definitely would have known who we were. All right, all right. So that's fine. That's cool. He probably listens to like HJY. He he was that kind of a demographic. HJ, HJY is a great station. Tremendous station. But I'll t- I'll tell you, ninety eight five comes in pretty darn clear in my neighborhood in Providence. Oh, good. Oh, good. before before we go, how do you feel about ninety five five WBRU becoming a like a top forty Christian? I don't want to talk about music it. <laughs> station. <laughs> oh, it's so no. This so it was like the worst thing to happen, Bird, to like. Southeastern mass believe, radio. No, I believe you guys. I believe it because I could tell by through social media. Everyone's like, "This is BS." What the hell. I'm the like, good Whoa. thing is, like ninety-two nine uh, WBOS, they play a lot of very similar music, but the signal is just not strong down in Providence, yep. and it's it's kind of weak up until I get into the Norwood Walpole area. So, you know, I just can't still listen to it. Uh, 
very often. But yeah, ninety five five. It's heartbreaking to see it uh, go. Yeah, Certainly. I was really sad about that one. So thank you to Greater Boston Fitness for picking up our SoundCloud feed. Make sure you go check them out. Three twenty one Charger Street. Get more information on this special twelve month, hundred ninety nine dollar deal that they got going on. GreaterBostonFit.com. So until next time, we hope you have a great week, weekend, whenever the heck you decided to listen. Oh yeah. Shit. All right, get a lot of Boston.